press play on the inside inside sales show powered by the sales iq network my name is daryl prale i'm your host and you my friend well you and i we're going on a journey every single week talking to the industry's most accomplished sales legends as they share with us their tips their tricks their techniques and their tactics to become sales rock stars you simply need to do what they're doing and you will achieve similar nirvana if you like to laugh you like to be entertained if you like to go off on tangents and tell stories you're gonna love what you're gonna hear next sit back relax it's gonna get real all right boys and girls it's story time. That's right. You've come here and I'm going to tell you a story. Think of me as Uncle Daryl. Uncle Daryl's come to visit and he's tucking you in and he's pulling your sheets up to your chin and he's caressing your hair and getting it out of your eyes and he's tightening the blankets all around you and you're fluffing your pillow and you're sitting there and I says, boys and girls, Sally, Jimmy, Frankie, by the way, Frankie, in this case, totally gender neutral name. It can be boy or girl. I'm just playing all sides. I want to tell you a story about a sales team. I want to tell you a story about a sales team. And this is Uncle Daryl's experience across multiple sales teams. Many sales teams are what we call order takers. And right now, there's reps everywhere objecting and complaining already to that moniker. And I understand. But when I say order takers, is they've got such a a large inflow of inbound leads that marketing has created for them and is sending their way that all they're doing fundamentally is they're asking some basic qualifying questions and then they're saying, here's our price, yes or no. So what are they not doing? What they're not doing is they're not multi-threading an account. They're not doing rigorous, deep discovery. They're not truly tailoring a demo based on that discovery. They're not trying to sell more seats or more services. They're not trying to get executive sponsorship. They're not doing a great job of establishing value. In other words, why change? Why now? Why me? Which is all based on the value you, you create and the perception of if I don't change, this is the consequences. And if I do change, these are the wins. They're not doing that. And that's what we call them order takers. Now, the sad part is, is that we equip these reps, these teams, with all the skills, and yet they choose not to do it. Now, that's why you will see turnover in the sales ranks, both at the rep side as well as the leadership side, because the leaders can't get the reps to change. Now, what gets interesting is when, when the company finally realizes that they have a problem with these reps, what they'll often do is they'll say, we need to go outbound. We need an outbound team. We need to rebuild the team with outbound reps. We need hunters. And maybe we'll create an SDR AE framework and the SDRs will handle the inbound, the AEs will handle the outbound. That's one construct. Maybe we'll just have two teams, who knows? And so they create these hunters and the hunters come in and they're saying, we're not gonna feed you a damn thing. You get nothing from us. Here's your target list. You're the hunters, go hunt. And the hunters, they do their thing. And you imagine them, they got the war paint on and, and they are, their chests are puffed out and they are thumping them. And they're saying, I am the hunter. Step aside and I will show you how it's done. And then about a month later, they come back and they say, well, the issue is, is that our lists suck. Or I can't get a hold of anybody. Or nobody's returning my emails. Or the sequences you gave me are just not converting, or the lists, the lists aren't good, or I don't have the phone numbers. I could go on, but it seems that the hunters are perhaps not the warriors they thought they were, and management, Uncle Daryl, is sad. And then when we drill down on that, we start to realize that yes, they may not be getting email responses because their messaging sucks. Or yes, people may not be responding to their phone calls because you know, they've done no other outreach and therefore, you know, they don't understand this is one touch amongst many touches. And eventually they will answer that phone because you want to get there anyway, so you can qualify them. And there's a lot of reasons why they don't answer the phones, mostly because of the rep. And then, and then what happens often about a month or two or three later is one lone warrior rep 
will come to the front and they will say, I've been to the promised land and I have good news and I know what the issue is. And all the other reps gather around and they say, what? Tell us, what is your secret? What have you learned? And they'll say, social selling. We've not been doing it and I'm actually getting good conversations but only when I actually add value and personalize and contextualize my outreach. <sighs> it's not about engagement and vanity metrics. It's about impact. That's the secret. And all the other warriors go, <gasps> are you serious? That's the trick. And then they go do it and they go forth and the village eats well for the balance of the year. Social selling. The irony is all the chiefs in the village said, we freaking told you to do that way back when. Are you stupid? And that, my friends, is your bedtime story about most sales organizations in this world. So why do I bring that up? I bring that up because I'm going through the exact same thing one more time right now at Agora Pulse. We're just like everybody else. Social selling. So I thought I need to get somebody on here who is an expert at LinkedIn and at selling and can distinguish the differences of all the different channels and why this particular channel can be incredibly powerful. And I went back and I thought to myself, who is a phenomenal speaker, a kick-ass trainer, an incredible motivating individual, eloquent, and possibly has a better microphone and camera setup than me. And, and that annoyed me totally as an aside. And of course, the answer there is the one, the only Donald C. Kelly, founder of the Chief Sales Evangelist, top 29 Salesforce influencer in 2022. You can see him and his whole organization at thesalesevangelist.com. You can sign up for his podcast, The Sales Evangelist, or hell, you can go buy his book, Sell It Like a Mango, a new seller's guide to closing more deals that launched in May of this year. Donald. Talk to me. How was my storytelling time? UD. That's your name now. Oh, Uncle Daryl <laughs> or Unc. We'll call you Unc for short. Man, I'm out cold dreaming about these leads. I didn't fall asleep in the, in the story. I fell asleep after the story because it was so engaging. You pulled me in and now I'm in, the, I'm in Leeds promise line and I am <laughs> dreaming of what my calendar is going to look like next week when I'm scheduling these appointments and the village is eating, so to speak, because of the, the warriors that we've become. So I love it. It worked and I'm inspired. Fantastic. And so instead of counting sheep, we're counting deals, <laughs> we're counting commission checks. This is all fantastic. But I was laughing at you because as I was doing the story, I'm watching yeah. your expression and, and, and you're smiling and you're like half nodding. And I know that look, that look is like, oh my God, I've been there before. I know this story. I know how the story ends. <laughs> so talk to me yeah. a little bit about that. I mean, I shared my story, but you've got way more experience than me. Is that what you see? How, is it normal? Is it not normal? Like, talk to me. It is. And here's the problem. I would call it the industrial revolution. So we're going to blame the British, so to speak, for this. <laughs> and all its fails. Uh, or, blame you know, the British. Put everything on, on them. But, you know, but in that industrial revolution era, it's it was a pro and con. And the idea behind that was that we started to see a mass production and and the acceleration of organization of enterprises just like became so like it, it was like rocket ship level and it's became because we standardized things we figured out we can do a a, a, a template guten and uh, let's blame it on uh, on the printing press for goodness sake go even further back but that the idea of now taking one thing and just like stamping it over and over and over and over and redoing it fast forward we follow the same concept and we see it right now when we are looking in enterprise level organizations or people who are getting funded vcs and organizations that want to get their money back want to see a return and return is coming in the form of let's do what has worked and continue to just mass produce it and what's the mass production go back to aaron ross back in the early 2000s with salesforce was this notion of the delineation of the sales roles which i think is fantastic where you have the bdrs like you're saying the sdrs and the aes and it allows for people to focus on their areas so then now Come back to companies like SalesLoft, which revolutionized this idea, and some other companies as well, the, the sequence. Let's follow a sequence, and we could automate that sequence. 
And if it worked for them, by golly, why wouldn't it work for us? The issue that we see, though, is because every run, everyone runs the same play. Are you a football fan? I am. I'm fortunately a Detroit Lions <laughs> fan, but, you know, don't hold that against me. I'm a Dolphins fan, so we're in the same boat, literally. Right. So you, you think about it, though, from a football standpoint, like if your teams are running the same exact plays, the same exact routes, it's going to be a pretty boring game and there's not going to be any advantages or any success. And many of the sales organizations that are out there running the same exact plays, and I just don't get that. And that's what we're seeing with those SDRs that came in or those BDRs who are now hunting. Marketing gave them some amazing sequences that they thought were fantastic, that they pulled from online or got from a sales expert. And the same things that they're using are also working in other companies. But the same, when I'm reaching out to that marketing director, they know the next play that I'm going to run, that I'm going to send them the breakup email or send them the client testimonial video. So we need to figure out a way, how can we still follow a, a sequential order, but still yet make it so engaging that they can't help but to, to follow us? And one of the best ways we can do that is through utilizing a platform such as LinkedIn. And most people don't do that part correctly. And that's where we're so passionate about. So that's why I was smiling through the whole thing because I've seen that, I experienced it. We go through it even in our team and we have to let them know, you know, zig when everyone else is zagging. And the clients that I work with, same concept. I love your metaphor because when you're describing it to me, I was in my mind, this is what I was thinking, was, you know, they're in the football analogy where they're they're playing, they're doing the same plays, right? And if you're if you're the defensive team, at that moment in time, and you know, week after week after week, as you play another game in the season, and you're like, okay, I, I know, I, I know the formation, I know exactly what's going to go down, and therefore, I know how to work around it, and I can probably sack the quarterback in the same process because I'm so familiar with it. And then all of a sudden, the play obviously is not working, and you know, the offensive team loses the ball or loses the game. Um, in that, in that metaphor, at least the way I was perceiving it, the defensive team is actually your buyer folks mm -hmm. the buy we recognize the play and exactly as donald was saying we, you know we know what comes next the breakup emails next the hey floating this to the top of your inbox hey i know your day is really busy maybe you missed this conversation but you know what's remarkable to bring it back to social <clears throat> is despite sales lofts or outreach or vanilla soft or others innovating sequences and cadences it's amazing how most reps don't go multi-channel. And if they do, they only no. go two. They might go phone and email, but primarily, primarily one, which is email. And it's like social selling is like, phone is disrespect it. And social selling is, well, that's not me, or that's the forgotten stepchild, or I just don't believe in it, or I don't have time, or I don't have the network, or I don't have the connections, or I don't have anything to say. So social selling is is, is the land of forgotten excuses. And the phone is the land of old technology. But the reality is you do need all of the channels. And today we're going to talk mm -hmm. about social. So let's talk about, let's yeah. talk about social. You're passionate about this. And I know you're, you're on a roll right now. Talk to me about your, why this is a, a hot topic. The reason is because I feel I, there, there are times in my life where, you know, when I grew up in Jamaica and we moved to the United States, you got to learn to utilize, but before I moved to the United States, you know, sometimes you just learn to use everything that you have and you know, just make it as much as possible. And I feel sometimes I find like, I don't know if people, you know, any, anyone from the islands listening to this, but when you eat a piece of chicken in Jamaica or a piece of a, a chick or an animal, so to speak, I mean, they don't lose anything. Every piece of that animal is like cooked, right? In parts that I wouldn't feel comfortable saying on a, <laughs> on a podcast to the world that I ruined my political career later on. They, they use everything in, in a sense. And that idea gives you this notion of like, don't let anything go to waste. And I think a lot of times salespeople, sellers, we get these leads or we get food and we just waste it because we say hey, it's not good. Um, but there's other ways that you can revitalize that. And that's one way, one way you can do this through, through LinkedIn. And say, for instance, a lot of people go on LinkedIn and they go and, you know, they might eat a one piece of the meat and then they throw it away when I'm like, bro, there's so much food still left on that chicken bone. And, you know, there's so much we can do with that. You can make soup now from that. But, you know, so often I feel that sellers, they go on LinkedIn and they've been given this vision of this promise line that Daryl did this and he gained leads. So you go on LinkedIn and when they go and they spam people and they don't see that it worked because they're doing the same thing that they've done through email. They say that it's frustrating and doesn't make sense. 
I like to come in at that point because there's so many opportunities. The land is rich. And that's why I like LinkedIn. And there's different ways you could go about doing it. Because again, I'm going to take that piece of meat. I'm going to chop off some of the meat and make a, you know, egg, like a, what do you call that? A casserole or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then I'm going to take the bone and I'm going to use that and soak it and make some soup. <laughs> and then I'll take the, the quiver, the bone out of it and, and use that to make a tool or whatever. So you're, you're utilizing every piece of this animal now. And what I think about with LinkedIn in that sense, like say, let me give you a perfect example. If you go on Facebook or if you go on Insta, most people, TikTok doesn't have this, but if Insta and Twitter and Facebook are prevalent with it, the majority of people post like the users because it's just kind of, I can repost my coffee or picture of my coffee or the dog or whatever. We're on vacation. Yay. But when it comes towards like linked TikTok, it takes a lot more work to create a video. So most people don't produce content. And when it comes towards LinkedIn, most people see it as a professional network or professional platform. So even though they're in their careers and they're professional, they don't want to seem like an idiot before their peers. So they're questioning what they will post and if they will post or not. And I've been there. So now one most LinkedIn, one of the data points shows that only 2% of LinkedIn users post regularly. And regularly, I think it's like monthly on LinkedIn, 2%. 2%. So if they have 800,000 users, let's say half of those people, 450 are going on there once a month, 2% of those people are posting regularly. So that what I'm seeing, again, people are throwing away opportunities. And then also when it comes towards the LinkedIn connection, they're sending a lot of the spam because they're using the same pl- the same method, the same play that they use with emails they're trying to use and it's not working as well. So that's why they abandon it. But again, someone like me comes in and we're cleaning up because we know there's a better way and we know there's some other strategies and that's where I'm going to break down here to jump into it. So that's a long answer to why I'm so passionate for it and taking advantage of it right now. But I love to use the word spamming too, any of that. So you get talked about how it's an opportunity, how many people aren't doing it and why they're not doing it. So exactly what I was saying in my story, totally consistent. And when they do do yeah. it, often it's just a spamming like they do in their email. And then they wonder why they have no, no outcomes from it. Right. Which is why even in my story, yeah. I, I said, you know, you have to do it. It has to be, you know, personalized and contextualized to the recipient. Yes. It has to be compelling. Right. And so it was more quality over quantity, if you will, which is spamming is quantity. And that's why you get no results if that's what you're doing. That's also, by the way, by the way, I will tell you that bots are a huge mistake on LinkedIn. A, we can see it. Thank you. B, it's, it's a quantity angle. You think you're being smart. You think you're doing a shortcut. You think it's a numbers game. It's not. It's totally not. The minute you stop using the bots and spamming and actually invest the time, it, the impact is remarkable. And I see this happen, folks, over and over and over again. There's always that one rep who finally is going to slow things down and actually put the time and effort in it. And all of a sudden, their pipeline just blows up. And, and that's why. Yeah. Because they're speaking to the person, not at the person. And I think that's where sales leaders could need to come in place to understand like, and, and I, I know there's a, there's a almost like, I, I know, there, there's, a, there's a happy medium, right? Where you need the vol- volume, but you also need to make sure you maintain, you know, a good, you know, good level of personalization. But I, most sales leaders want to have that, you know, 50 outreach activities, 60 outreach yeah. activities per day. But then... We know maybe 10 is not quite as effective. Can we find a good happy medium where it's a good, where a seller is doing omni-channel approach, they're multi-threading, and they're having a level of personalization in there. So anyway, I'll, hopefully I can share some of these ideas today. I know Let's do we, it. we've been setting this up some Where do we Let's start? Go for it real quick. Let's start off with connecting. So the first part, what I recommend, LinkedIn will slap you on a risk if you're connecting, trying to reach out to more than 50 people per week, I believe, somewhere around there, or per day. 50 okay. connections per day. So... I, I encourage sellers to find their ideal customers. I'm not going into it that you guys should know that already, but know who those people are. And then what I recommend is that you need to build up your your feed of people, of viewers that are going to be people that you can, that can buy from you. So I say like 10 to 20, maybe about 20 connections you send out per day to people who are your ideal customers. So let's say if I have my list from marketing or from sales or whoever works with me and they gave me, these are my 50 accounts or 25 accounts that I need to go after. I'm going to omni-channel into those accounts are multi-thread into those accounts and I'm going to find those three or four individuals on LinkedIn and I'm not going to send them the same message on LinkedIn. I'm going to send them different messages I could tie back to. One of the things that I would tell you to do is do not send a connection, send a connection with these people and ask for the deal in it or the appointment or to pitch. Like just don't, don't, don't. For most of those, I delete them oftentimes or if I think I can get a business from it by telling them, join my training program. So, so the first thing I tell you is to look for ways you can genuinely make that human to human connection. I was on this webinar with a sales hacker recently, and I can't take credit for it, but it's one of the BDRs that the sales leader was highlighting. 
she does a phenomenal job. She recognizes that most people are home or working from remotely, so they're in their hometowns. Where you, what's your hometown, Daryl? My hometown is Chatham, Ontario, Canada. So Ontario, that's where you're from, right? Yeah, you're, you're, I'm you're, Canadian, brother. We're talking from right now. So yes, right. You're in Ontario right now. So I'm, if even if I were to say something like this, you know, Daryl, I, 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 without knowing you, I would say something to the nature, Daryl. I hope maybe you can settle an argument that we're having here. Is Tim Hortons better or Starbucks? P.S. Permission to connect here on LinkedIn. I love yeah. that. You're going to react. You're going to laugh. You might chuckle yeah. or whatnot. Even if you don't pay attention to it, you're going to, you're going to know who I am now because you're going to yeah. see that email that come through or whatever. So I'm, I'm grabbing your attention rather than, I see we have mutual connections or I see, you know, I'd love to connect with you to be able to learn from your insights. Come on, give me the, cut, cut, cut the bull crap. Just go straight in and, and give something that's going to make them personal that connect back to you. I'll give you an example real quick. There's a guy I connected with. I was trying to get in touch with his boss. I reached out to his boss and I got, he got busy and was, you know, ghosted me and, and, and so forth. So then I, I wanted to still make an impact. So again, omni-channel idea, multi, it was multi-threading. But I knew this guy wasn't going to be my ideal person, but he can help to at least bring me back up to, you know, in graces to the, 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 the sales leader. So I reached out to this kid and I said, hey, I see that you're in Atlanta or I need an expert advice. I see that you're in Atlanta. Is Verse, Varsity Burger up, really up for all the hype? And that it is that it's is varsity no says varsity burger overrated true or false and then he accepted my connection request I didn't hear from him so I responded back so dot 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 smiley face and then he responded it's like yeah it's actually a pretty it's good but just make sure you have an opportunity to go to the bathroom right afterwards and then we started <laughs> laughing and started joking. <laughs> we started joking with that. The point, what happens though, that message obviously resonated with him. This boss side, boss side, I was looking at his page, boss responded to my message and I was able to land the appointment. It's one of those things that just makes it seem, make you more of a human to human connection. And I'm going to, and, and you're probably saying, well, Donald, I want to get appointments, but I'm going to show you how you can get the appointments from it. But by doing that, it just helped to, you know, germinate and start the conversation. Our goal is to start conversations, have conversations have conversations. If your profile is set up properly, they're going to see who you are and what company you're from. So what I like to do, if I was going that same route with you, Daryl, and let's say you are a sales leader and we don't know each other and then you respond back and say, Tim Hortons for sure. And I say, ah, I knew you were going to say that. A lot of my friends down here in South Florida, they're Starbucks people. I don't have a drink coffee, but my Canadian friends, they swear that it's the most important thing. Out of curiosity, what makes it so good in your book? And you might Tim respond. Hort Tim you know. Hortons is not good, by the way. Just saying. All for right, those who are wondering, <laughs> Tim, Tim Hortons is like Dunkin' Donuts. That's what it is. But they've, but what they've got is they've got a loyal, a loyal base. That's what they've got. But yeah, total. Side, but I love that you're doing that. And what I love what you're doing there is is I'm going to say there's three things you didn't do. You didn't mm -hmm. send a connection request that wasn't personalized. Mm -hmm. You didn't send a connection request that says I like, you know, in other words, you know, you did say, you know, Hey, I have a question for you. That's different from I am, or I do this, or I, you know, it was yeah. all about me, 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 me. And you didn't do the connection request. My company sells lists. My company sells leads. Can I have 10 minutes on your calendar? Right? So my company, I are not personalized. In other words, the whole conversation is around you. And it's yeah. about how can I benefit you? And when you do that, I feel like a transaction and I'm into that and I'm done because I have relationships. I have a tribe. I have a network. I have the authority and ability in my own control to accept you into my tribe or not. Yes. And if it's all about you, I am not accepting you into my tribe. But you can put a smile on my face. You can make me laugh. You can, <laughs> you can engage me. I, I want more of you, brother. That's what I want. Yeah. So I love that you're saying that. So the connection request is huge, huge. But I find that's where people miss it. Or if they do, yeah. they, they do the whole, hey, you know, Donald, I, I see you, know, you were from Jamaica originally. That's so cool. My cousin was from Jamaica. My company sells lists. And I was wondering <laughs> if I could have 10 minutes on your calendar tomorrow. And, and it, oh, that doesn't work either, just so we know. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not. Because again, it's not, you're, you're not being genuine, not being human. And yeah, I mean, obviously they know there's an ask in here somewhere. So, but it's more, I'm more willing to, to entertain the, the ask rather than shun you away because you've grabbed my attention and you did some work. So what I do then, 
I let it germinate and just kind of like have fun. So, you know, you, you respond to that and say, oh, yeah, you know, Tim Hortons actually crap and here's a reason why, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, noted. I'll make sure to keep that in mind. Um, and I might say, well, what do you like? Are you a Dunkin' Donuts fan then? Or are you a, a, a Starbucks? Oh, Starbucks. Good. You know, maybe we just have a conversation. But, you know, the, it might die off there. My next step is email. Because then now I'm going to use that in the subject line. Say, you know, so, so might say, might say something like, Tim Horton is garbage. <laughs> I try, you know, dot, dot, dot. Hey, Daryl, we connected on LinkedIn last week. And I remember you told me Tim Horton's garbage. So... I can't promise you any Starbucks, but I do. I did recognize something though that you guys have been hiring a lot, and your team is growing, and and so forth. I'm sure you guys have something in place already, but we work with, you know, we help teams when it comes towards their BDRs to get up to speed and supplement internal training. Would you be at least open to hearing what I have to share? And worst case, if you don't like what I have to share, I give you a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> dot dot dot. You well, know, jokingly. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm. I I, I like not to do all my my offering on or asking for the, the sale, especially with new contacts on the platform, I like to take that off with the with like a video, I mean, excuse me, an email at that point. Right. First off, it's going to help me to get white labeled because you're going to answer that open an email. And then second off, it's going to cause an engagement. And you might even give me the opportunity, worst case, because we had a you know good discussion so far. And that gives, you know, it leverages the opportunity for you to, to at least take the appointment. And that's all I need at that point to be able to have a good conversation with you. So that's one way that I utilize it when it comes towards connecting with people and starting to use that connection. The second thing with that too is then in that I, I might send you a video on LinkedIn. And it can't, what I recommend is the more that you can make it not a, a like a traditional video, the better. So if you can use your phone use your phone and just walk around the office or like leaving or going somewhere or just walk just if you're around the house somewhere, but just kind of say, Hey, Daryl, I'm going into the kitchen right now. I don't have any Starbucks, but I just want to put a face with a name and just kind of say what's up and let you know that I'm a real human. Hope you're having a fantastic one, man. Thanks so much for the connection. By the way, I did drop you an email the other day. Let me know if you got that. And I think you might chuckle with it. But now that video is helping to, again, utilize it for engagement to to push you to another channel. And the more channels I can get you on the whole, we know the better off that, you know, the multi-channel, the better off I'm going to be to solidify that relationship and, and go further with it. And then the, fi- the last piece when it comes towards connection, let's say if I did go with the, you know, a pitch on the platform, say we've been connected or whatnot, I might... You know, I, I can probably bring some insight to the table or I might do something like this. Now that you've answered my questions before, I'll say, Daryl, permission to ask you a question here on LinkedIn. Permission to ask you a question. Oh, it's Donald, the guy, with Tim Horton guy, blah, blah, blah. All right, let me see what he has to share. He said, yeah, sure, shoot me. Or not, let's not shoot you. But, <laughs> but shoot, what's up, Donald? And then I might just explain there what I'm doing. I, might, I noticed this, you know, recently I saw that you all have been hiring, you're growing BDRs. Your sellers right now, I see that they haven't posted on LinkedIn in a while. I'm curious, do your, your salespeople not utilize LinkedIn? It's just not a priority? Is that intentional? And then you might respond to me and say, no, or yes. Yeah, it's actually, we wish we can have them use it more. And then I might come back and say, you know, go with a, an idea. I have a couple thoughts on how we've been utilizing LinkedIn, just like how you and I have been able to connect our team. And I do, do things like this all the time. And I would love to share with you at least, you know, see if you're open to it, some thoughts of what your sales team can do and to help increase their LinkedIn opportunities. Would you be open to a seven to five to seven minute call? Because if I can't share something with you in five to seven minutes, it's not 10 minutes, then I'm not, it's not, it's not going to be important and it's not going to be worthy. I need to be able to share my value to you in five to seven minutes. And you probably say, yeah, sure. And we land an appointment. That's an appointment. Even if it's not for a demo, it's an appointment that I'm able to talk and bring value to you. But that's one of the, that's just a couple of things how I utilize it when it comes towards connecting with folks. We can talk about sharing content and then engaging further. I want to, yeah, I want to get to that, but I want to stop here. There's three takeaways that I, I reacted to when you were sh- we were discussing connecting. Takeaway number one was I love that you were bridging from channel to channel. And you were, and then <clears throat> takeaway number two. So in other words, what you're doing is you're opening up multiple channels to engage with this person as opposed to just being reliant upon one. It's like a backup plan, a plan B and a plan C. If they don't respond here, well, I did start a conversation over there. The second one was the cross-referencing. Hey, yeah, and your email was, you know, hey, you know, I'm the guy who talked about Tim Hortons on, on LinkedIn or Starbucks, right? So that was the cross-referencing. Just like when you make a phone call, folks, your voicemail can say, mm-hmm. I'm the guy who reached out to you 
on the Tim Hortons conversation. Just want to try to connect you live, right? So they they know who you are. So they see multiple touches, multiple channels. You're bridging, you're cross-referencing. Those are the first two things. The last thing, though, that was the most compelling to me at all was, did you guys pick up on how patient he was? Did you? He was incredibly patient. Too many. My, my youngest kid hated sports growing up. Why? Because... They wanted to be, I used to, I used to always laugh for Canadians, though. They wanted to be Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. They wanted to get, you know, 200 goals in a season. And they could barely skate, and they get so frustrated because they weren't a rock star. So, blah, they gave up. In other words, using another sports analogy, they wanted to hit a home run every single time. Hmm. What Donald was giving you it was a whole bunch of singles. He was saying, hey, I, I sent this video. I'm the guy at the Starbucks. Just wanted to show you I'm a real person. There's no real call to action there, right? He's just, that's just a touch point. He said, permission to ask a question. Boom. Now he's got to wait. He's got to wait for them to respond. All right. And then they come back and then he would, you know, give his spiel and then ask another question. All right. In other words, he was saying this exchange could take weeks, but I'm patient as opposed to trying to hit the home run, trying to get it one and done, which is what people are doing when you, when you send the connection request and you send the pitch and you do the ask all at the same time. And that's why it doesn't work. Patience. Yeah. Patience. No one wants to feel cornered or pressured because what do they do when they feel that way? They walk away from it. They say, I don't need this shit. And they just walk away from it. Yeah. So huge play there. I don't know if you caught that, but that was, I think everything he was saying, his messaging, his approach is spot on, but it was also, he was bridging channels. He was cross-referencing channels and he was patient as hell. So Love that yeah. about your, your boy there. And you see the beautiful thing about that too, whether you're using Vanilla Soft or Outreach or whatever those platforms that you're taking advantage of, just like, you know, just extend your sequence a little bit and just utilize, just give yourself those reminders. But if I'm doing that every single day, like in the California gold rush, there wasn't a lot of people who got a big, like found big chunks. There's a story I hear about a, a, a gentleman went to California, sold all that he had and was trying to make it big and wasn't making anything. And then what he realized, he saw old prospecting. He's like, bro, what do you, he didn't say bro back then. He was like, so what are you <laughs> doing? And this guy had a big sack of gold on the side. And he's like, that's what I want. And then he said, how'd you do it? And this old prospect, he just kind of showed him. He's like, I just, he took two of rocks, knocked it out open together and saw some flakes and put his flakes in his pouch. And he was like, seriously, that's what's happening? And that's the way this guy got so much gold was that he was, he wasn't like finding big nuggets. He just took these rocks, break them, you find the gold and you put the slivers or, you know, siftering in the, in the water and finding little gold and pieces and you put them into your thing. Those pieces add up. So if you're doing this, remember, if you're sending 10 to 20 connections per day of those ideal customers you're trying to reach out to, you're building up your, your pool and then you're going in and you're engaging with them, that's going to lead to appointments. So if you get like four or five appointments per week, that's probably going to be light years over your folks who are probably getting one or two doing their mass spamming. So anyways. Patience is a virtue. That's the first part. Let's talk sharing. Sharing content. 2% of LinkedIn users share content. So what I would tell all of you right now as a sales rep, write this down. Think about the top 10 objections that you get on a day-to-day -day basis. Top 10 oh, yes. objections. Yes. You know, not interested. We have something in place already. Or, you know... Let's back up something in play, objection related to your product or your service. So if I sold water, you know, might say, Donald, I don't believe in purified water. I like spring water. One objection. Two, buying water is a waste of, you know, damaging the environment. Three, whatever. So I get all of these things. I'm doing that because I have water on my desk. <laughs> so, but if that's the case, you, you know, you know those objections. So then you take those objections and you put them in the sub, as your post on LinkedIn. And then you battle, challenge that. So you might, but these are things that are going to perk up for your ideal customer because they're going to say, yeah, that's what I see. That's correct. So the objection may be that I put up there is like buying water is a total waste of money, <laughs> dot, 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 all caps. And then underneath that output, I, this is what I get all the time from, from, from potential customers before they partner with us. And here's the reason why this is, you know, why they feel this way. It's because of this, because of this, and because of this. However, one of the things that we've seen to help clients or help people to, to better utilize water in their offices or, you know, at home is to do blankety blank and blankety blank. I'm curious to hear what you feel on that. Is that something you believe true or false? It's an easy response that people can reply to it in the comments. So they're not going to give you true or false on that. Or I might do a poll. Same idea. Buying water is a total waste of money. Yes, no, 
maybe I don't even drink water, I drink soda. <laughs> so then now the poll is going to go, what's going to happen again? People are going to react to that poll and vote on that poll and people are going to react to my post. Even if they don't comment, they might like, you know, clap or whatever. Now, those who do that, I look at those people and then I go back in. Because again, most likely those are going to be people with my 10 to 20 people I'm connected with every single day, right? So they're going to be on that post. So then I will go and interact with those folks on that platform. So if somebody didn't take an appointment from me, weren't interested right now, but I'm still engaging and sharing relative, relevant content, they might like one of my things and then I might drop a comment and say, hey, Daryl, I saw that you interacted on my post about the water. Thank you for doing that. Out of curiosity, what do you feel? Is it a waste of money from your standpoint or is it not? And then now I'm starting a conversation with you again. Maybe we didn't, the Tim Horton thing didn't pan out, but now months later or weeks later, you're engaging with my stuff and now we can engage with conversation. And then that usually... You know, you might say, yeah, I think it is or not. It's like, you know, I feel this, you know, I can see where you're coming from with that. If I were to share with you an idea or give you a couple tips on how you guys can utilize water more in your office, would you be open to it? Okay, yeah, sure. And then now that leads to a conversation, leads to the appointment. And then coming back to the poll as well, I might see all the people who voted that water, you know, having water in office isn't, you know, is good or whatnot. Might say, hey, Daryl, I saw that you engaged on my poll saying that water is good. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Out of curiosity, why do you guys feel that way? And then that might lead to the conversation. The two different comments, right? I might say, thanks for engaging on my post. Appreciate that. And you might say, hey, no problem. Then I might say, hey, I'm curious about your, your comment though. And then that might lead further to the discussion. And if, you know, if I say you're open to some ideas, yeah, I'm sure I'm open to hearing some more. Talk to you for five minutes. I jump on a call with you and schedule an appointment. And then you go from there. Anyways, you just identify what is that pain. For me, with the sales stuff, I utilize, like, say, for instance, you know, somebody might say, like, if prospecting doesn't work on LinkedIn, then I might say, hey, if you're open to it, I'm more than willing to give you a couple ideas that's working for me when it comes towards LinkedIn. Open to a five to seven minute call. Yeah, I'm sure I'm open to that call. On that call, I'm not going to do a, you know, you know, a fast and switch and just try to sell you. I'm going to give you all the value like I promised on that. But naturally, you're going to say, Donald, so tell me a little bit more about what you guys do or how does that work with you guys? Oh, sure. So this is how we do it. We offer training programs specifically around it. And I'm going to lace the conversation talking about the course, but I won't necessarily be a pitch. I might say, yeah, in our course, when we train teams like you know, on how to utilize LinkedIn, here's three things that I tell them to do. Teach them how to connect, teach them how to share content, and I teach them how to engage with those people after you can share content. Here's what you guys can do. I looked at your company before we jumped on a call and here's some things that you guys have. The blog post that went, you know, your team shared recently. How about you try doing with that this week and tell me how it works for you. But now I'm giving value and that's how I've seen to get those appointments. Thoughts, feelings on that have been wrapping for a minute. No, you're being great. I'm last because you're you're jumping back and forth. You're going to almost to share because I know you get three items connect, share and engage, but you're doing you're you're really piecing together the yep. share and engage like hard and tight. Right. The share leads mm -hmm. to the engage in a big, big, yes. big, big way. And it was funny because as I'm listening to you and I love that you started off by saying, think about the top 10, you know, objections or talking points that come up in your conversations all the time. So I'm just going to kind of circle back to those who are regular listeners to the podcast. And so if you're not, I'm going to mention a couple of shows right now that you should go back and listen to. Recently did a podcast with Casey Cheshire. We're talking about how sales reps can be podcasters. And the whole point there was, you know, you need topics. And we talked about how you can go and invite your target ICP, your target customers to the show so they can then become, you can, you can milk them for all the stories and their pains and what they're dealing with and how they solve the problem. Similarly, though, on that same related thought, you can think about all the objections you're getting exactly like what Donald just said and go target people in the industry you're servicing to address those objections. All right. Is buying water a waste of money? I've got the water king here, Susie Smith. I'm making that up. So, <laughs> and we're going to talk about it today, right? And that becomes content that you can then share. That's the, where I was going, right? We talked about you mm -hmm. and now you can not only, are you sharing content? You're, the facilitator, and here's the third-party expert that everybody trusts in the industry is saying that you're right or that, that you're yes. credible or you're, or you're sparking a great conversation, which then allows you to have more reach because you're tagging that person who's your podcast host. But then you can parcel up that content and use it in your LinkedIn connection efforts. You can use it in your email. You can use it lots of different ways to say, hey, you know, 
I just had a conversation with Susie Smith, the, the water king. I forget my gender confusion for a moment. And you can say, you know, here's what she had to say. And the biggest complaint I get or concern I get all the time. What do you, what do you think? Do you agree with Susie? Mm-hmm. Do you, or, or is it an objection? Would love your thoughts. Right. So that was the one thing. The other thing going way back when it's been a few episodes now, we had Thibaut Suris and Thibaut mm-hmm. was great because he talks about, and I brought him up a couple of times, but again, we're looking at sharing and, 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 and Donald said, well, the 10 objections, I, I'm repeating what he's saying here, right? So Thibaut says, he talks about what's your ideal customer profile. Why does that matter here? Well, it matters because your ideal customer profile is going to have objections and that you're mm-hmm. dealing with. And so what does he say? He said, you needed to know what is the one metric that matters to your target persona? What is the goal related to that metric? What is the initiative required to achieve that goal? What are the problems related to that initiative? All right. And then what are the symptoms related to that problem? And all of that affects your messaging. So now when you're sharing, you can talk to metrics, or you can talk to goals, or you can talk to initiatives, or you can talk to problems, or you can talk to symptoms uh, to spark that conversation or to engage with them directly. So it's knowing your customers, it's having the third-party credibility, it's having that content, it's meeting their objections straight on using the very language and environment and metrics and challenges that they live in every single day. Mm suddenly your connection rate goes to the roof. And I just cross-referenced those two episodes because that's what I'm thinking of as Donald's putting it out there. I'm going, that's what I'm going to do right there. Oh, so good. I love it, man. And yeah, we need to check those out. So I'll make sure to look for those in the show notes as well. You're so Um, polite. You're way too busy, man. You're a rock star (laughs) author, podcaster. I mean, I'm looking at your podcast just as a total sidebar. At this moment in time, he's approaching 1600 episodes. He's kicking my ass. All right. So there we go. He's, he's going to look at those we, later on. He's probably talked about it on his podcast. You should be listening to his <laughs> podcast instead of mine. So there we go. But let's, well, let's drill down more into sure. Engage. Yeah. So with that too, so now you, I kind of alluded to some of it there. I gave you some, some appetizer when you're engaging on your posts. But here's the other oh, piece, engaging on others' posts and also on their posts. And what I mean by this is like most times, and you just understand how basic algorithms are going to work. Like if you, oh man, there's so many things. There's several pieces that I'll tell you that um, where people leave food on a table. One, go back to this. LinkedIn is going to tell you every single day when LinkedIn wants you to stay on the platform for advertisers purposes. The more engagement that they have, the better they can sell ads, blah, 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 yada, yada. Just know the game. And now we know the game. Let's play the game. So now they're going to tell you who view your profile. If I know who view my profile, that's the reason why they're looking at my profile, whether they're trying to sell to me or whether they think I'm freaking hot or whether they want to buy something from me. So usually it's not because I'm freaking hot and mostly it's because they're trying to sell to me. And sometimes it's because they listen to my podcast and want to learn more about me. So then what I will do is I look at those people and I see anyone that may fall into my ICP. So if I see again, Daryl is, you know, I see Unc there. Daryl is a, a sales leader and he, you know, has looked at my profile. Why is he looking at my profile? So I'll go back and I'll say something about it and not be creepy about it. It's like, Daryl, I saw that you looked at my profile. Not to be creepy, I looked at yours. And I'm like, why in the world are we not connected? Permission to connect here on LinkedIn? That's my personality. Do whatever your personality say. But because I do that, it's funny how many of those people connect back with me. And I'll say, hey, Daryl, out of curiosity, what made you decide to you know, stop by? You know, I say, oh, because I, was, you know, I love the podcast. I listened to the podcast and I wanted to learn a little bit more about you. Cool, man. How did you hear about the show? Oh, because of this, blah, 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 blah. Anything in particular, any topics you feel you want to hear more about? No, you're doing pretty well on that. Well, here's one question because I'm always looking for content. What's the biggest challenge your sales team's facing right now? Man, a lot of sellers oh. are facing this, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Give, me the, give me the goal. All right. I have an episode you can check out for that. But I, I also, because you're cool and you're also in my network, if you're open to it, I, I always love to connect back with people who listen to me. Would you be open to a five to seven minute call? And I can give you a couple ideas I have in addition to this podcast, what you can help your team. Sure. Let's do it, Donald. So I use my celebrity factor in that sense. 
but the views are people who are looking at your profile that we could take advantage of. So you can do that with your whatever your industry you're in. And then the second thing too is also people who you know job promotions or different changes. That's a trigger for us. So if somebody becomes a sales leader or new role, and that's what I want to see as well. So they'll say, hey, Daryl just got a new role. I can send a stupid one and say, hey, congratulations on the promotion. What I'm going to say is, hey, Daryl, congrats on the recent. Uh, I'll say this is what I say: steal it. I say, a little birdie told me that there's promotion in the air. Congratulations on that. By the way, what do you say? What, what would, what's your first line of, your first action, plan of action as you jump into this new role? Oh, man, the team is dysfunctional. I'm trying to get them all squared away or you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, cool, man. That's awesome. Here's an episode you might want to check out if you're going to look for stuff like that. It's, we interviewed Daryl and he talked about you know, how to organize your team as a sales leader. Cool. I'll check it out. And then the same idea. If you're open to it, more than willing to share a couple other insights. Saw what you guys are doing. More than willing to share some ideas on that. But I'm engaging with people again that I've connected with one of those maybe 10 people or 20 people that one day that... It's now is in my profile. So that's some engagement. And the third thing is obviously your post. So Daryl, share a post. And this is the, the easy one. I'm going to see how many times, you know, if Daryl, people may like it, but they don't want to comment. So Daryl has a post. He has, you know, 30 people that liked it and two comments. High probability I'm going to grab his attention. I'm going to look at the post, read it, and then give a thoughtful insight. Daryl, I could not agree with you more about the Pirates of the Caribbean. I really believe that there's no better one than Johnny Depp, unless they uh, unless they brought me in as a as Johnny Depp, <laughs> as the Jack Sparrow. I think I could really do that one. You're probably gonna laugh and enjoy that. Uh, ha, ha, ha. But I engage on your post, and now you might like that and comment back. Then I can uh, that might lead to me dropping a personal message. Daryl, love that post. I might do a video. Daryl, love that post. Let me tell you my Jack Sparrow voice. Doing my Jack Sparrow voice. But anyways, hope you're doing well, man. Congrats on the new role. And uh, thanks for always being out there. You're going to engage. You're going to respond back. You might like it. And then I lead into a conversation. But I'm playing to your ego because you like that engagement. LinkedIn's going to tell you. And then also post that you may like, even though a lot of people don't post on LinkedIn because that's the objection that I get. A lot of people are not posting, Donald. How can I still share relevant content more engage with them well i see whatever post they like and then i go and i make a ruckus on that post so if they they like the post by donald kelly on the podcast i might interact on that donald love that this episode looks awesome i like the third point about you know taking advantage of linkedin for, as a sales tool really feel that many sales people drop it there appreciate that and now daryl's more than likely is going to see that that somebody commented on it because there's not a lot of people who are commenting on it but I'm going to follow you around and do share relevant things and engage where you are. So you're going to be like, dang, this guy's everywhere. I got his email. He sent that awesome personal message. Let me, and then on my follow-up email, I might hit you back up. And now that helps me to, to come up to the top of your pool. Or I might engage with you with a, a personal message on LinkedIn and straight up just ask. You know, if I might say, I'll say something like, Daryl, permission to ask a question. And shoot, Donald. And then I go with that. Approach. I saw you guys are hiring, saw you commented on this post. So I think it's on your mind. I have an idea I think can really help you guys out when it comes towards those new sellers to make sure they ramp faster. Would you be open to hearing more about that? Anyways. That's What's really powerful about what Donald's saying here is it's just about being present. You know what I mean? How many times have our significant others say, you're just not present. You don't talk to me. You're there, but you don't <laughs> talk to me, right? It's about being present. Now, the problem is you're going to say you don't have enough time. I can't track them. I don't know how to do it. Well, there's tools for that. Okay. So, yep. you know, I'll tell reps, I, you know, depending on how aggressive you want to start, take your, take your top 50, your top a hundred, you know, target accounts that you want to get into some simple math. Okay. Let's say there's 10 possible people that you can multi-thread in an account. And so 50 times 10 is 500, a hundred times 10 is a thousand. So you have a 500 to a thousand individuals that you could monitor. So you could engage now. Again, you're saying, well, how do I do that? How do I monitor them? LinkedIn is not, you know, I have a feed. It's not the most easiest. There are some simple ways to do that. <laughs> one, one is LinkedIn Navigator. You may or may not have a subscription mm -hmm. to it. But if you have Sales Navigator, you can go put those thousand contacts into a, a list. And, and Navigator will show you, here's, here's what your contacts are posted or not. And you can go right to it and respond. That's another way. Another way you can do it, and this is what a lot of my reps do here, and Agora Pulse, I'm going to give you something crazy here, all right? I'm not trying to pitch. I'm just trying to share. Is they'll use a social media management tool to go and look for specific individuals or for keywords, like your, like your competition, all right? So we're talking about LinkedIn here, but it's not the, everything applies to the social media platform. So if somebody's on Facebook or somebody's on Twitter saying, hey, is anybody familiar with vendor A? 
and I've got a, I'm, I'm, I'm listening for vendor A, I can hop in there and I can say, well, you know, I'm with vendor B, full disclosure. Here's what I know about vendor A. If you want to, I can show you how vendor B, me, handles that exact same situation. Let's connect, right? So, and you can do that not just on keywords, but for individuals. So you can go beyond yes. LinkedIn and that's the big powerful thing. So there are ways to do that. It's really all I'm getting at is that engaging can be optimized and streamlined to conserve your time. The biggest thing there is about making your engagement relevant. And there's a lot of themes in what you're hearing Donald say. You're, you're, you're really personalizing, you're contextualizing it, you're making it, you're humanizing it. You're, you're ditching the pitch tendencies. You're taking your time. And by the way, everything we're talking about here is what you do in a relationship, right? I mean, we, yes. We've all been single. There's like a one night stand and then there's the person I want to bring home to mom. <laughs> all right. The one night stand can be fast and furious and done. All right. But the one person I want to bring <laughs> home to mom, I'm going to develop this relationship over time. All right. Because it means more to me. I'm going to invest in it. I'm going to really work hard to connect with them. This is all it is. Dude, we're out of time. There's so much more. What's the best way to connect with you? I mean, again, obviously, I've talked about the podcast, The Sales Evangelist. And if you go to the salesevangelist.com website, folks, you'll see all of his incredible services and capabilities. He is he is a stud muffin. I want to be fully clear on that. He could oh, be Jack Sparrow. Nice. <laughs> he could be Jack Sparrow. But if nothing else, if you like what you're hearing here, sell it like a mango, a new seller's guide to closing more deals. I love it. Check it out. It's got amazing ratings on Amazon and it's not that expensive. All right. There you go. It's not that expensive. Invest in your own success. LinkedIn, best way to get a hold of you, sir, or somewhere else? Yeah, go to LinkedIn to connect with me, Donald C. Kelly. I'm also on every platform as Donald C. Kelly. So Twitter, I spend time on Instagram, Donald C. Kelly, and also on what do you call it? TikTok, Donald C. Kelly. Now one of the things I want to just give you as well is another little bonus as you leave. Look, if you want to connect with people, look at platforms where they're trying to grow their audience that they're not big on. So LinkedIn, you're going to, you know, a little bit of thousands there. TikTok and Insta, I'm building up. So you DM me there, probably get responded a little bit quicker, just as something. But I do love LinkedIn, so hit me up there. And we have a free program you can check out on our website. It's free. It's TSE, five-part free sales training program. Just go to the homepage and grow out to the bottom of the page and click on, put your name and email in and whatnot, and you get that free course, five-part videos, give you some ideas of stuff that can help you as you're out there selling. So I'm looking at it now, free five-part sales training course. Get access now! And it's Donald <laughs> on a kick-ass microphone <laughs> and background. He's consistently well-lit, sounding amazing. He annoys the hell out of me. Folks, if you've not met Donald before, I don't know where you've been, but he's legendary. Now, the best thing to do, is to use all the mojo he just taught you today on him. Hey, Donald, just heard you on the Inside Inside Sales podcast. <laughs> is Prail obnoxious or not? Just curious what you think. And then leave it there and see what he does. <sighs> okay, folks, I had fun. He's a legend. We're going to be back next week and do it all over again. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.